Hey everyone, welcome to the Keep It Quirky podcast. I'm Katie Quinn of the YouTube channel Q Katie and the cookbook author of Avocados. So this is a podcast where I talk with creatives and entrepreneurs about food and travel, inspiration, and the discipline and drive to create. I believe that passion begets passion. So come on with me, let's do this. So primarily, I'm a video creator, right? I publish a new video every single week on my YouTube channel. I have for about four years now. And my weekly videos have been my creative outlet for a long time. And over the course of those years, I have been continually inspired by the talented, driven people I've met along the way. They're paving their own path, hustling for their paychecks, and building their own brands. They have stories that are worth sharing. So on this podcast, that's exactly what I want to do. Okay, so why the name Keep It Quirky? It's my personal slogan and brand slogan, and it has been for years. And it translates to basically a reminder to not take yourself too seriously. Like, it's okay to take things seriously, but don't take every moment of every day seriously. You know what I mean? Life is more enjoyable when you keep it quirky. (laughs) And I think inspiration is more likely to lead you places if your brows aren't furrowed. And as a creative, This is important for me to remember because I like to make things, often just for the sake of making things. But frustration comes, it's only natural. The ways I have found to help me navigate out of that being in a rut mind state um, is talking with other creators. And if none of my creator buddies are available to FaceTime, then I usually turn to a podcast. And so that kind of explains why I'm creating a podcast. I'm such a joyous and voracious podcast consumer um, that that was a huge motivation behind making my own podcast to create the kind of thing that I'd want to listen to. One of my favorite quotes of late um, I heard on the Girl Boss podcast, and they didn't attribute to who it's from, but the saying is amazing nonetheless. It is, don't compare your hustle to their highlight reel. So on this podcast, you'll hear stories of both hustle and highlights. You'll see the connection between the two and you'll meet the people who make it happen. I hope you enjoy the podcast and let's jump right on into episode number one. I was thrilled that Melissa Hemsley agreed to be a guest for this episode. For those of you who don't know Melissa Hemsley, well, you're probably not in London because she's legitimately a celebrity here. She and her sister Jasmine transformed the London food scene a few years ago with their cookbook Hemsley and Hemsley. Melissa is one of the most contagiously friendly, generous, and well-connected people I've met in London. And to be perfectly honest, she's one of the friendliest and most generous people I've met, um, period. She is an entrepreneur and her brand is essentially herself. She is a many times published cookbook author. We talk about her new book, Eat Happy, how anyone, absolutely anyone, can cook well for themselves, the importance of human connection in not taking yourself too seriously, and we talk about happiness balls. Yeah, you heard me right. You've just got to hear the episode to know what these glorious things are. And here's Melissa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Katie. You've made me feel very welcome indeed. (laughs) Uh, When I moved to London, 
I think it was like the second week I lived here. We were introduced through a mutual friend and um, you have been so extraordinary and wonderful and connected me with so many people in this incredible London food community. When I think of London and the exciting stuff going on here, you're the person who comes to mind for me. So let's hop right in. You just released a new book called Eat Happy. I did. And you came to my party, didn't you? And we had a great time. Yeah, Eat Happy. I'm really pleased that we knew each other before I was writing it, before I got kind of too swept up in it. Because you know what it's like when you've got a project, you you become like, you sort of hide yourself away and you become obsessed in a good way about it. So I met you and it was summer, wasn't it? And it was such a fun summer. And yeah, it's just come out. Eat Happy, 30 Minute Feel Good Food, which is the longest title in the world shorten it eat happy um and it is what it says on the tin uh it's 30 minute meals food you can make in half an hour because we're all too busy and it's about feel good so you know it could i could say healthy but then those of you that don't like the word healthy you might switch off automatically i want you to stay connected because what i love is my biggest like what gets me grinning is when one either someone says i love to eat i love to cook but i cannot then I love to spend a bit of time with them, get them kitchen confident, which takes no time at all. It's so easy to get people kitchen confident. Or someone says, I'm a real foodie. Healthy food is not for me. It's bland. It's boring. It's lame. It takes too much time. You have to have loads of kit. Um, ingredients are hard to get hold of. And then I go, no, 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 it isn't. So it is really simple food it's got that feel good factor and also we're so individual it's what feel good is for you so I depending on my time my mood my moon cycle my everything I want different foods at different times the seasons it's amazing to flip through it and like it's both accessible and innovative and like I don't know how that happens because I feel like I can make all the things but then it's also like oh I hadn't thought about this it's like a great combination of the two things so what are a few off the top of your head a few recipes that you have found you go back to again and again okay ones I like and ones also because I we you and I have been out to dinner quite a lot of time so I think I know what you might like as well (laughs) um so um Okay, so broadly speaking, there's about 120 recipes in there. Now, my mom's from the Philippines. I know you have a a Filipino best friend. I know you love our Filipino food. So there is the influence of my mom's food, which is Filipino food. Um, So there's something called bistec, which is um, Filipino-style steak and onions. And it is that simple. And my recipe tester, this Australian girl who loves her Asian food, she said, I'm going to test it for you. She was testing a bunch of stuff. And then, I think that was a Friday. On a Monday, she called me up and she said, I've made it four times. And I said, How, my, what have you been eating it for breakfast? She's like, I can't stop making it. So that's insane. Um, and for me, that's a taste of my childhood. So there's lots of my childhood favorites in there. Then on the flip side, I've got tons of comfort food. So my kind of comfort food is like crispy duck pancakes with chickpea wraps. Oh. Well, sorry, crispy duck pancakes. And then mine have chickpea wraps. And so automatically you may be going, that doesn't sound very traditional. So none of my recipes are traditional because I play with them. I, I flip them on their head. I try and make them easier. If I was going to a Chinese restaurant, I would lap up their slow-cooked, crispy duck that that hangs in the windows. Um, But when I'm at home, I'm not going to make those duck pancakes. I'm going to make 30-minute ones. Also, I love... um, you know, that certain, Jap- I don't know if you've come across it yet. I don't think you've got it in America. It's a, I won't name the name. It's a, Japan- a Japanese, uh, f- a sort of Japanese-esque 
uh, chain of restaurants we have here in London, and they're very famous for their chicken katsu curry. Do you know the ones I yes, mean? I yeah. Uh, so I've I've made my version of those, oh. and kids love it. So it's basically breaded chicken, right? So I use ground almonds, and then it's that secret katsu sauce, which is insane. And then of course, if you're veggie or you're cutting down on meat or you don't want to eat meat today, you can make like roast aubergine and wrap it in that same ground almond mix or squash or something like that. Or should we talk sweets? Uh, I think you like these, don't you? I've got these happiness balls, which are like chocolate truffles. They're insane, aren't they? They are insanely delicious. So Melissa and I actually just made some happiness balls um, for a video that's going to be up on the interwebs very soon. We've double, double, double down today, haven't we? We're podcasting, we're videoing. Katie is absolutely amazing. She just just filmed our whole video and now she's just whipped out her podcast briefcase. She's like some sort of James Bond with like different briefcases for different bits. I'm just sitting here in my socks, letting her do everything. Um, so yeah, sweet. So then um, I'm actually not much of a sweet person, but I know, I know that a lot of people are and sometimes I fancy a sweet. So I really like... This is my third book now. I really crowdsourced. I said to all the people that I know love my other books that I did with my sister Jasmine, you know, like, which ones do you make the most? And then I asked all the people that maybe haven't bought my book or don't necessarily think they like my recipes, what do you like to do? I was watching this TV show called Dinner Dates, which is this insanely good addictive reality TV show where um, a boy will have five menus um, and he will pick his date, his blind date based on their menu. And I watch this show obsessively. It's the only show that I'm really into. And then same flip reverse, there's a girl, a girl picking a girl or a guy picking a guy, whatever. And they pick based on the menu. And I look to see what do people go for? What do they love? Because it is all about what what are like your top 10 dishes in life? And then I've tried to recreate them because they're probably my top 10 dishes. Um, so the great thing is that they had to be half an hour. So when I'm t- ticking my checklist of what made it into the book, I was like, if you can't make it in half an hour, then it's out my book. Like, what would yours be? If, like, what's your, when you can't think and you're on your way home, like, what do you make? When it's like, you know, when you're too tired to think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's usually a bowl of, it, it ends up being a bowl of like veggies with maybe some spices thrown in on top of like rice or mixed with pasta. Nice. Have you got like a KT secret sauce or could it be any spice mix? That's the great thing about spice mixes. Or have you got like a killer sauce? Gosh, what a question. You know, I go through phases because I try out so many new things for various videos or whatever. So I, it's usually what I've just recently made. Um, but Okay, I want to go back to happiness balls before we get too far away from <laughs> because they're legitimately delicious. I was just laughing. That's because it would be just eating a happiness ball. They are, and actually, they weren't, they were going to be called, what was the working title name for them? I think I called them chocolate truffles. And then I made them for a charity event. You know, I do these Cook for Syria charity events. And um, someone was like, oh, these balls are making me really happy. They're like happiness balls. I was like, brilliant, call them that. And I have yet to meet anyone who one, doesn't love them, but two, it doesn't smile. We were talking earlier about my dog and we were saying how dog, you like, you walk down the street with a dog and even grumpy looking people will smile when they see a a dog just, you know, whipping its tail around. And these balls, like you you eat one of these balls and you smile. Yeah, they they have that X factor that that dogs bring. I love that analogy because it's so true. Melissa's dog, Nellie, by the way, is such a sweetheart. But sadly, we've had to lock her. We've locked ourselves away from her. Otherwise, she'd be... You would hear her just licking our faces the whole way through this. (laughs) 
she's a liquor. Um, but so, so let's tell them what is in happiness balls because, because they are happy for a reason. It's because they're full of delicious things, high quality, delicious ingredients. Um, and so, 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 so easy. I mean, gosh, Melissa, you whip these up in like five, 10 minutes. So what's in a happiness ball? Okay. So that true you say that so they they make you feel happy because they taste good the ingredients are great and you're happy because they were easy right yeah. nothing like uh, a recipe to stress you out make you sweaty and then leave you with a sink of washing up just to make you feel happy you're never <laughs> going to feel happy when it's stressful in the kitchen so what have i got in there so you basically all you need is a little saucepan and a dish and into the saucepan you put equal measures of about like eight tablespoons of uh nut butter coconut oil maple syrup or thereabouts uh you got to check the recipe for but it's about those three tr- that trinity of ingredients so you get the coconut oil the fat the goodness the nut butter um, any nut butter you like or if you've got a nut allergy you can use seeds you could use do it with tahini or pumpkin seed butter or something like that and then cocoa you could add or cacao if you prefer it um and then a good pinch of sea salt because it brings out the sweetness and chocolate and salt are so good together and you melt it all down takes no time at all and in the summer your coconut oil is going to be liquid anyway so that makes it but it's winter now i'm sadly uh, sadly so it's solid as hell um melt it all together you pour it into your dish your heat proof dish so i use the glass dish pour it all in lick the spoon chuck it in the fridge let it set And then you get on with your day, your life, your dinner party. You can speed it up in the freezer and then you pull them out. You take a teaspoon and you start rolling them into balls. And then you can have one or 10 different toppings, whatever you like. And we did, what did we do? We did desiccated coconut and we chopped up some pistachios and some hazelnuts. Yum. And we rolled them and they were darn good yeah like real good (laughs) that was it was the kind of thing where like i just kept eating them even though we were done filming (laughs) yeah yeah really 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 good and they look smart too so they're great for present and what's nice is you know it's it's um you make you make you make about 32 balls with that and they're rich right they're rich they're nutrient dense so you know one is good enough for pudding obviously if you're having a nice time you could go in for a second one but say you wanted to grab something um you can make you can make one and make it last a whole week and share it with four other people you can take some into work nothing like you know nothing like taking something into work on a monday morning to cheer everyone up and i love all of the tips that you have sprinkled throughout your entire book and i think it goes to show how flexible um cooking can be and like all the different ways you can do things and like did you consider this and that how did you come up with all these tips did you would you just make a little note in in, in your notebook as you were recipe exactly. developing exactly well I think like you we're real chatters right and I hate it when I, I just hate it when I think that someone's like oh I'd love to cook but I can't because you know I don't have this ingredient or um I started doing this and then it kind of went a bit wrong so I threw it away you know or um I don't know any of these things I just think I really want to be helpful I really really want to be helpful so like you again like crowdsourcing when I say to people why don't why aren't you gonna cook tonight why are you gonna get a takeaway you know and I get it because sometimes I'm like I don't want to cook I don't have the ingredients I just want to take away I don't want to wash up I'm, I'm the same as you but now I have these things up my sleeve. I know that if I put my mind to it for, for 10 minutes to 15 minutes or a more leisurely half an hour, I can get something on the table. I can make it feel good for me. You know, sometimes a good, you know, a takeaway can really hit the spot, right? 
but it doesn't always make you feel good afterwards. You might start feeling it an hour later and be like, ooh, I don't actually feel that great. Or you might feel it the next morning. And one of the reasons is, I think in London now, especially we're super lucky, you have such a range of takeaways, but quite a lot of the time, good food costs money. So in order to keep food affordable, takeaway wise, there's not always a lot of vegetables necessarily in it. They don't always use the best quality ingredients. You don't know necessarily where your meat comes from unless they proudly show it off. Normally, if someone is proud of their meat sauce, they tell you in your menu because they're trying to justify the price, which is important. Anyway, at least when you cook for yourself, you know what's in it. So um, helpful hints, things. And also what I'm really keen on as well is I grew up in an army base with an army dad and a Filipino Catholic mum, and we didn't waste a thing. My mum's still the same. She's here in the house now while we record this and she will constantly teach me new things about how to, you know, she's very good around the house. Like she'll be like, oh, save that like that. My mum is the person that will turn, you know, a bottle of olive oil on its head and leave it there to get that last drop out, which I think is actually an amazing way to be. Good stuff, does you good, uh, we shouldn't waste. So I've got all these tips like, this could save you a bit of time, do this. Or I've got a, if you've got a last carrot, this is what you could do with it, don't throw that carrot away. Or if you've got a handful of uh, rocket left and it looks a bit sad, so you don't want to put it in a salad, why don't you whiz it up into this pesto? Yeah, actually I remember I went to um, an event, was it the Taste of London event? And I had yes. um, some of the amazing food you had there at your stall and you had carrot top pesto. Oh my God, well remembered. But it's like, don't, it's like, wow, oh my God, I always just throw out the carrot tops, but like, wow, they are delicious. Yeah, I love that you remembered that because actually um, that recipe wasn't going to go in into my book I think I'd pretty much like sent the book most of the book off by that point to, to the to the proofreader and I got asked to do this at the Taste of London which is this amazing summer festival if you've not been how hot was it it was so hot I was sweaty it was so sweaty um and it's it's ribbons of, of, of carrots so you've got your raw carrot and you take a peeler and you make ribbons out of it or you can spiralize it um and it's really fresh and crunchy and delicious and then you take the green parts the top parts of the carrot um which ordinarily quite a lot of shops don't even sell you those bits anymore so they've already thrown it away so you know Say, for example, I think it's really important just to note now is we have spending power. Go into your shop and be like, I want, where are the carrots with the carrot tops? They will listen. They want you to buy their products. So I always think if you go somewhere and they don't have what you want, tell them. They want to, they want to sell you stuff. So you get the carrot tops, you get a big handful of the carrot tops, wash them because they can get quite gritty. Blitz them with your favorite herbs. Uh, be that basil if you like traditional pesto or mint or like, do you like a salsa verde, which is mint? And, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anchovies, capers, all the good stuff. Whatever you like, blitz it. And it's delicious. You can do it with radish leaves too. And then you toss the carrot ribbons with the carrot top pesto and you can throw on feta, halloumi, whatever you like, all the good stuff. But that is something that would, um, you know, be good for the carrot. You're respecting the whole carrot. Be good for the environment. You're not throwing away good food. Be good for your pocket. You're not buying more herbs when you've got the carrot tops you could use. It's fun. It's interesting. It's new flavors. You know, like cauliflower, when you roast the cauliflower, right? You can chop up the leaves. Don't throw away the leaves. At this point in the interview, the doorbell rang and we got an addition to our recording session. Because we're doing our last TV. Okay, so... Um, Quick tangent, everyone. We have a third person here. <laughs> Venetia uh, just entered. Hi, say, say hi, Venetia. Hello, podcast. 
and tell everyone who you are and what you do, because I think you and I are kind of similar in a lot of ways. You do video and podcasting. Yes. Hello. Hello. Okay. Venetia's basically just taken off her coat and she is totally involved. I know. Basically, we're all having lunch together. So now Venetia of the best, well... Second Katie's the best podcast. And sec- also on a par with my podcast. Know, we just put podcast trio Queens. This is Venetia. I'm so happy. Come in, Venetia. Okay. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of energy in this room, isn't there? Do you know why? Because we just made your pudding, which was happiness balls, and we are high on the happiness, high balls. On the happiness balls. We just made them for you. That's why Venetia's here. She's come for lunch. I have. I've come for lunch. So hello, I'm Venetia. I am a presenter and a producer and I love food and I love cooking and I'm overwhelmed to be in the home of Melissa Hemsley because <laughs> gosh this is quite quite something and I'm very happy to be on this podcast I can't wait to listen to the back catalogue say the name of your podcast too oh, I host Talking Taste Buds which is my food podcast all about my guests relationships with food and how it fits into their lives and well-being Oh beautiful my oh my god amazing Venetia is killing it <laughs> just completely take my spotlight <laughs> I wanted to kind of hook onto is something you were saying before when you were talking about developing your book and that you you were really interested in kind of like what makes people tick and why they choose certain things so I think it's so interesting that you like delved into the psychology of that it's so much more than just food this is so true because actually I think I really found this fascinating because it was like why do people cook why do people not cook why do people eat vegetables what puts them off eating vegetables um what what also the expectations that people have and the pressure people put on themselves to cook for other people and people like I don't want to cook for someone else it's too stressful I'll go out to eat or you know what um also the relationship of I deserve this food I don't deserve this food um is an interesting one as well um also uh you know why we throw away and how we've developed our food relationships like I said about my mum and dad and taught never to waste and actually growing up it used to drive me nuts because I wanted to have this dish or a Sunday roast that my mum would be like nah let's just have a big Sunday soup. I was like, mom, not another big Sunday soup. And the big Sunday soup is everything in the fridge in a pot. I was like, I hate Sunday soup. I want a Sunday roast like everyone else. But I love that she taught me to cook something out of nothing or how to use up what's in the fridge first before you go buy more things. Because I think that now as a 30 something year old, um, you know, building my own career, but running a business, it's important to be savvy with your money. And I think even if you have tons of money, it's good it's good practice to not waste. It's good practice to know how to look after yourself through food. And I'm not a chef. I'm not a nutritionist. I, I cook the food that makes me feel really good. I cook what feels, you know, gut instinct wise, good for me, good for the planet. Um, I try not to stress about food ever. Also, I don't eat when I'm stressed. Do you ever find that? Like I find it really hard to digest. I could be hungry, but I'm like, it can just sometimes sit in my stomach. Yeah. And also I make time now. So some of the time I would, in my busiest days, eat on the hoof, you know, like uh, grab something and chew it while rushing for the tube. And that never feels good enough. Um, so I try and meal prep when I can. And if I can't, I don't worry about it. And I might grab something from the high street sometimes, which doesn't have any vegetables in it. 
and then I make up for it at the next meal and I don't stress about it. You know, it's life is not perfect. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't cook every day. And that's the other thing I didn't mention. What I'm really pleased about with the book is that you can freeze so much food or you can prep it and come back to it because, you know, nobody has time to cook every day and no one has time to shop all the time as well. Yeah. And so uh, how you're just talking about how everything is interconnected and intertwined. Um, this actually, I want to make sure to plug in your podcast as we were just talking about Venetia's podcast live life better is yours and but it tackles all of these things so um you know thus far this interview has basically been about food because that's what you do that's what I do that's what we love um but you do a lot more and and kind of like food is the center but but as in life food is like something that is necessary, but then there's a lot around it. And so live life better. You talk about how to incorporate, um, food and healthy lifestyle and a lot of other things into living yeah. life better. So it's just say a couple quick words about your podcast, live life okay. better. Well, also I probably shouldn't call it my podcast cause actually it's someone else's, <laughs> but you host it. You host it. I know. I think I keep calling it mine and they're probably like, Oh, she shouldn't say that. No, I love them. So I'm, I'm published by, I've done three books with Penguin And this is Penguin's podcast, Live Life Better. And I was a guest on the first series. And then I got this message just before Christmas when I was gearing up to bring out my book and I was so busy and I'd promised my boyfriend I would take no more things on. And they said, hey, um, can we chat about uh, our podcast? And I thought, oh, they're asking me back for a second series. I must have done all right. And they were like, do you want to host it? And I was thrilled and I couldn't say no. And I'm super excited. And so I have had about five episodes now um it's all very exciting um so yeah I actually haven't interviewed a single food author I've interviewed um an an empathy expert I've interviewed a flirtologist who is a flirting expert and she talks about the art of interaction that's Jean Smith I've interviewed Dolly Alderton this journalist and her book everything I I know about love um I'm interviewing Judy Murray uh the tennis coach about physical well-being I've interviewed Emma Cannon about uh fertility and what it means to us all these amazing subjects and you're right we keep coming back to food um and nourishment and self-care and love and social beings and all these good things but I love as you know chatting and I love talking about subjects that aren't food but of course it finds its way back um and I just think podcasts I know you two love podcasts. It's so, I love how we're just, we're just like sprawled all over my couch. We have one piece of equipment. We're having a good time. I love just the conversations. Um, And I'm so pleased you're doing one now. Okay, so I know that we have to go eat lunch. So I'm going to end with this question. The name of my podcast is Keep It Quirky. You know that my slogan is Keep It Quirky because at the heart of it is I believe that as productive as you want and can be, that you ha- there has to be some levity involved. I think that we are happier and even more productive when we don't take our lives so darn seriously. Um, and so in order to keep things quirky... I think we all have different ways of doing that, different ways of reminding ourselves to take our head out of the sand. How do you keep it quirky, Melissa Hemsley? Oh my God. Well, first of all, my chocolate truffles are called happiness balls. <laughs> so I think just naming things, things that make you happy and make you smile is good. Um, I think because I'm not a chef, because 
because I taught myself how to cook basically by watching this show, Ready, Steady, Cook. Venetia, did you ever watch that? I'm, I'm not sure, Katie, if you know, so you're going to have to Google it. We'll Google it over lunch. Yes. Um, by watching people have fun on TV, I have fun on TV. I think you've got to make your life work for you. You know, like um, I feel so lucky to be that I cook for a living and I love it and I love writing recipes. Um, what do I do to keep it quirky? What do I do? I don't know what I do. Well, I think so important on a kind of deep roots level and it's just the most basic level is get outside like physically remove yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed when you're feeling too up your own buttock (laughs) buttocks um just get outside go be in your high street your town your city whatever go and be in nature um I've got my dog who stops me from taking things too seriously I feel like she will literally lick my frown away so I'll be frowning at my laptop frowning on the phone she'll come and lick lick my frown away um I think spending time with people that are completely unrelated to your world of work is super important. It's so nice to have someone like a godchild be like, hey, I did did a poo today, you know? (laughs) And you're like, that is really great. And that is all about you now and not us. And I I just think chatting, like what I love about podcasts is it brings loads of people together to have conversation. I think the art of interaction is conversations. I love being on social media. Um, I am all over WhatsApp, but sometimes I, I actually find now, even if I only have five minutes to do it, I call my friend, even if we have five five minutes, because it's so important to keep connected with the people you love. Yeah. So connection and feeling grounded. Um, and I think that those are especially important things for when you um, work for yourself or self-employed yes. freelance as you are. And we could delve into all that, which we will not do. Um, but Venetia, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> but you, because you also, um, so this podcast is about creative preneurs. I don't know if that's a word or not, but um, you know what I mean by it. And and that's you as well. And so how do you keep it quirky? Well, actually, it's interesting. I'm finding, I found what Melissa said really inspiring because I do actually think that I take life quite seriously and I it's something that I'm really working on so um I recently signed up for an improvisation improvisational comedy course yeah which which I'm starting in March because I obviously love performing and I just want to get better at performing in front of people but I'm mainly hoping that it really helps me with my self-esteem and also letting go so I don't think I'm actually that quirky in terms of just being like oh my god I don't care I don't like need to you know monitor every aspect of my life I am a bit of a control freak I'm a Virgo um (laughs) did we know that about each other Venetia I'm a Virgo Virgo too as you just said that I was like yeah I wanted to just come I wanted to say oh my god I don't have my stuff together either I'm a complete control freak too I'm a Virgo too. Are you? Shout out to all the Virgos out there who cannot let a list go. Hello. <laughs> we love our lists. Um, but- and Aries. I'm just going to say a uh, shout out to Aries too. Okay. All right. Okay. Continue. Really We're not exclusionary here. That's so great. So you're um, going to let go. You're going to face the fear so in your improvisation. Gonna, exactly. So it's something that, it's actually something that I'm really working on. And then in terms of being quirky, I guess I just uh, probably always say I like to make people laugh and I like to kind of make people smile so I don't hold back uh, on what I say and what I joke about but being quirky is something in every aspect of my life is something that I'm really trying to work on for this year I think you are I mean what does the word quirky even mean free to be you but it's interesting what you say because I feel like I would say 
you are like I, I you're somebody who whenever I scroll through and you pop up on my feed like you do make me smile you're oh. very witty as are you Katie but like your pictures are great you look great when we had that dinner party at your sister's what? you were making me laugh so much oh. and I couldn't even speak to you because I was actually having a conversation with the person next to me but I could hear you because you're quite loud like me <laughs> and I was laughing at you while he was telling me something serious <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. I feel like I fell in love with you at that dinner party. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm so happy that this has worked out. So basically, just, just I was recording today. I was supposed to record today with Venetia, and then me and Katie needed to get a date in. And it's just and these guys have never met. They've just met while you've been listening. <laughs> and true. we're going to go and eat magic. lunch now. And I've made them a lunch. Oh, top tips. I'm going to feed them a stew, a chickpea stew I made yesterday uh, to get ahead on life for today. That's it. And with that, we will say goodbye. You guys, thanks so much for for listening. Melissa, Venetia, um, tell them where where they can find you. What are you on Instagram? I feel so hashtag blessed to be even (laughs) included in this. Uh, You can find me on everything at Venetia Falconer. Venetia like the blinds, Falconer like the birds. You can find me at Melissa.Hemsley. Melissa like Melissa, Hemsley like Hemsley. You just got a glimpse of reality there. Two completely rock star women. I mean, these are people that other people look up to, Melissa and Venetia, talking about their insecurities and things they do to exercise their mental health muscles, if you will. Mel and Venetia, thanks for being so real with us. Many more fantastic episodes are locked and loaded, and I can't wait to share them with you. And the theme song that you hear is from my brother, Brian Quinn. Come back next week. I'll see you here.